welcome to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. This is an interview recorded during lockdown one in the spring and summer of 2020. I was quite new to doing these interviews and I was still finding my feet and the audio is a little bit raw in places, but the information contained in this interview is really useful and really insightful. I hope you get a lot from it. Enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 4 of Talking Business here on the Pardo's Business YouTube channel. We're going international today with a sports focus, chatting to Rob. Let's get straight into it. Here we go, here's Rob. Uh, hi everyone, Then we've got Rob here, as we said we would. Uh, hello Rob, good morning from me, good afternoon to you I think, how are you? Alright, most definitely good afternoon. I'm good man, good yourself? Very well, very well, very well, good to see you. Yeah. Uh, where are yeah, you? Uh, obviously at home, but uh, where, whereabouts in the world are you? I'm in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam right now, quarter past four in the afternoon my time, so ten, quarter past ten in the morning I believe your time. That's it, yeah. yes, it is, it is. And uh, mm-hmm. you're not from Vietnam though, I don't think, where, where are you from? Where you uh, from? Well, I'm from Hull itself, so it's a long way from home to be out here. Oh, fantastic. All right. And, um, and uh, what do you do for a living there, then, Rob? Uh, so I'm head of PE at International School in Ho Chi Minh City itself, and I run a basketball academy for high-standard, high-ability basketball players, male and female, in a variety of age groups. Marvellous. Is that what the, uh, the top you're wearing is? Yeah, we've got all Saigon Gators. If you want to find us, find us on Instagram, YouTube. Marvellous. Like, subscribe. Marvellous, marvellous. So we just search for Saigon Gators and we'll find them. That sounds cool. Oh, you find, you find everything on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. Marvellous. Are they, are they back playing at the moment? Are sports going on over there? Yes, um, we've got a game tonight. A game against um, Next Level Academy run by Stefan Wynn in the, in the city. He's a pro player, plus for the Vietnam national team. So it'll be a high-quality game. The highlights are on YouTube tomorrow. Fantastic. Yeah, well, we'll link up in this. Yeah, that's marvellous. Cool. Mm. Um, so I've got you on today then because we were going to talk about mm. sports. That's your area of expertise. Mm. Um, and mm. we've chatted personally a few times about um, what's going to happen with sports. And it kind of brought up a few interesting mm. conversations. Mm. Um, you know, the sports, mm. you, know, we, we, you follow a variety of sports. I, I'm an American mm. football kind of guy. Uh, I know basketball mm. is your first love. Um, obviously, mm. the NBA was mm. one of the first ones, if I remember correctly, in America to shut down mm. to officially say that we're not playing any games for mm. the time being. Mm. Um, so, what's going on with that now, then? Both, both in terms of um, what happens to like this mm. season, um, where do you see going in the mm. future, or mm. in the next few weeks, months, mm. years? What's what's the score with the NBA mm. and over in the states? Well, the NBA is in a unique position. The owners are all incredibly rich so they can afford to maintain their payrolls the tv rights deals will continue to be paid through and it, if anything i see it being treated like the previous seasons where you've had a lockout where you may end up next season being shorter in the run-up to the olympic games that have been postponed they do have to get have this season finished though and i don't think the owners and the teams will come to an agreement as to how they can do that because you've got teams that are on the periphery of getting into the playoffs yeah. that stand to make a fair bit of money and have players coming back from injury that they wouldn't have had yeah if you look at the Brooklyn Nets, for example, they'd sold all their season tickets on the back of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Well, Kevin Durant is as good as fit now. If you can bring him in, you're plugging in one of the best players to probably play the game yeah. as an eighth seed. So if you're the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks, maybe you don't want any smoke with that yeah. at that point. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting, interesting way to do it because no one's going to be pleased by it. You yeah. want to please everybody. 
And, and how does that work as well? Because I've been following like the American football version of it. And obviously, different states mm. now in, in America are doing their own. Mm. In California being very strict mm. with it all. Um, mm. The governor saying, you know, mm. kind of being a bit coy about when professional mm. sports will return, but also saying mm. not kind of on the books at the moment. And there's rumours about mm. playing games in other states. Is that a basketball mm. thing as well? I imagine they'll do it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen uniform across the four major sports over there. They, they need to get something back on TV. It'll be the yeah. TV broadcasters that are putting pressure on the leagues to get things going on. But the players themselves will obviously want to finish their seasons, but there's going to be pressure coming from more of a financial aspect than an actual yeah. playing point of view. Yeah, that's right. Because TV deals, I mean, mm. it just kind of rolls mm. off the tongue. But we're talking billions mm. and billions of dollars, aren't we? Mm. It's just one spot. I know the mm. NFL is in terms of billions mm. of dollars for what goes on. Mm. the networks over there and I presume basketballs are mm. so we're not talking small change here on oh well, no we're talking mega money on it the, the latest TV deal for the NBA boosted average player salaries to earning more in a year than someone like Michael Jordan made in their career wow just from playing basketball so someone like Navika Zubak taking over Michael Jordan's career salary Wow. <laughs> that puts into context just how it much TV yes. money we're talking. Yeah, especially with all the hype now with the last dance and now everybody mm. who didn't, mm. you know, if there was anybody who didn't know who Jordan was, now mm. you do know. Mm. Um, you know, oh. and you can throw out names that now, you know, in terms of the money and, and the crazy mm. deals mm. That, uh, that are out there in terms of finance. That's really interesting. Mm. Um, well, yeah, look at Scottie Pippen's deal for that. That says, says it all. Scottie yeah. Pippen earned as little as he did over that seven years. Yeah. Brought it out to what the average player can earn now. That's, that's you're, you're not getting value for money. Yeah, that, that's absolutely amazing. Mm. And then mm. comes the issue of okay, so how do you make that money back? Well, you make it back from TV, mm. but you're not mm. on TV, so <laughs> obviously mm. a bit of an issue we got there. A bit of an issue. Um, mm. So, what well, is is there a program? Is there a pro mm. game over there in Vietnam? Then is that is that what your team's playing mm. in? Is you know obviously it's not There's, there is a program recognition, but mm. Mm. Yeah, there is a program. The VB so it's Vietnam Basketball Association for kind of the equivalent of the Vietnamese NBA. The draft was just this week. Um, for the first time, they've drafted some players out of high school that play in competition okay. alongside with my players as well, which is great for the game. It's growing. Mm-hmm. The salaries aren't great, but the platform's there now to build something for the generation and next generation and so on and so on. The game is it's got a bright future here. As with that. And on TV, yeah. it, it, viewing figures are fantastic. Yeah. Has that just come on the last few years or has this been kind of mm. bubbling under for a long time or, or what's the kind of score with mm. that? Has I think it's been bubbling for a while. I just think that now you've got this mixed gene pool that they've never had before. You have a lot of the Vietnamese American children coming back, coming back home essentially and yeah. wanting to play. Yeah. Uh, and they've come with that high level coaching that they've had in the States all the way through their teens. They've played at high school, gone to college and then they mm. come over here and they can ball out. It's because it's, it's at the right level for them. Yeah. Against the right level of competition, just to think they couldn't get back home or back in these back in the states in that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And now it's feeding through. The high school kids are playing with them, and they're getting better and better and better. And five, ten years time, you're going to see a Vietnamese player wow. pushing somewhere at least in a good level. And those players have got the passion, obviously, to play, and, and you know, by doing it for the love of the game and mm. all those kind oh, of. Oh yeah. They're not taking good money. Uh, the average salary, I believe, is about five million dong. So if right. you say three million dong is a hundred pound, right. so average monthly salary is about five million for a player. Wow. Yeah. Like so they're not making good money. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's not a good career choice in that sense. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's for professional mm. game as well, isn't it? You know, to mm. run, run mm. things as a professional and then compare along those lines. 
Mm. And obviously, that's a very low salary. Um, what would right. you take on kind of international sports? Then, mm. you know, we mentioned we were chatting mm. uh, about the Olympics, um, mm. obviously, the Euro, um, mm. the European uh, football championships is what's yeah. going to happen. Mm. Um, where where mm. does that go from here? I mean, does that need, does that get mm. holding just one country now? Mm. Um, mm. Safe, or, or where do you kind of see that kind of going? Mm. I think it'd be very hard for them to plan for this for the Euros. You know, honestly, because you're going to have so many different situations in different countries with different situations. I mean, just at the UK, for example, right now, it's, it's not handled the crisis very well. Looking across overseas, Spain, France, Italy, who knows what's going to happen with second waves and so on with that. Yeah. I think they can find it very hard to plan for because uh, you've got the bigger problems of settling the domestic leagues first. And that's either going to get settled as it should do every game played, yeah. which seems unlikely, yeah. or it's going to get settled in a courtroom and that's going to drag it out for a long, long time disputes about relegation, promotion, just with the amount of money involved, it's going to get settled. It's just how it gets settled is beyond, I think, most people's actual comprehension right now. Yeah. Everyone has an opinion on it. Some people want it just end the league now, points per game basis, yeah. promotion, relegation decided from that. Yeah. But when you're talking, TV, again, it comes back to TV money. It all comes back to TV money, this. You get relegated out of the Premier League, you're throwing away about £100 million. Jeez. Owners just don't have that lying around to keep it the likes of Aston Villa Damlet and West Ham yeah. you've got mega books players being paid a lot of money yeah. and their contracts are still valid the moment they get relegated because some of them teams didn't expect to go down yeah so for I mean, have clauses in there yeah exactly I mean and, and on the basic level for like for those people who don't know the Premier League obviously you know a couple of teams come up a couple of teams go mm. down mm. when you go into that Premier League that's where the money which comes from Sky I believe mm. is where the, the lot of the yeah. come from um, and obviously Sky there's nothing on TV at the moment in terms of news mm. um, mm. but you are you know when you and you as a business side mm. you plan for that you mm. know you're getting an extra 100 million pound a year mm. you plan for that mm. and then you don't get it um, because mm. you're not you maybe you didn't even get the chance to prove that you were worth it mm. you know for half of a year mm. um, but you're right you know in terms of when that gets legal mm. And mm. you know, where do you go? Do you just write mm. it off? How's that fair to other teams mm. um, who could mm. have a chance to go up and earn that? Um, mm. That's kind of crazy. So, are you following mm. the, the English football um, kind of situation much over there? Uh, yeah, uh, to be honest, most of the TV money for the Premier League comes from overseas anywhere. Right. Uh, around this particular area of the world, the majority of the funding does come from the, the TV companies around this area, so Southeast Asia, it, where football is essentially a religion. Right. Every Vietnamese person has a Premier League football team. You'll see people in fake Leicester City kit, Man City kits, <laughs> West Ham, Everton. Just teams you just don't even see back home. Wow. They'll, they'll be wearing, they'll know all the players. If you look at the Leicester City strip, they're sponsored by BSI Guan, okay. a, a Vietnamese beer. Yeah, in that sense. So that, that's how yeah, much exactly. they're invested into it. <laughs> how interesting. You know, that's yeah, how invested. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously. Even they've got an interest. Yeah, um, and then how did, I mean, in terms of spectator mm. sports as well, you know, mm. the idea mm. that you're, mm. you know, you travel to these games, mm. you attend these games, mm. support these these teams and these players mm. your whole mm. life, and now mm. you have to sit at home and watch them on TV. Well, what kind of impact do you think mm. we're going to see in terms of mm. the live events? You know, I've, I've heard about the mm. games being behind closed doors. Have you had a chance to watch mm. any of these kind of silent games? I know Germany's done a few. Yeah. I saw some of the Bundesliga last week uh, and to be honest, I turned it off pretty quickly. It's, it's not quite the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's like watching wrestling without a crowd. It's yeah, not, again, it's not yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, 
you want to be there and support your team, don't you? Yeah. But at the Premier League level, I can't get the feeling that's almost irrelevant to the clubs and to the owners. Yeah. Because they're not relying upon their season ticket sales. They're not relying just on match day revenue. Yeah. Go further on the football pyramid. You've got clubs that are living essentially paycheck to paycheck right now. Yeah. That rely on them season ticket sales, then walk on ticket sales, the revenues from match day food sales. Yeah. And they're not having them. Yeah. And that's having a knock on effect on their players. Because th- that level, they're maybe earning two, three thousand pounds a month down at League Two. They need to yeah. put mortgages, kids, and so on to yeah. deal with. Yeah. And they can't pay them. Yeah. I think if it carries on for a lot longer, you're going to find clubs going to the wall. Uh, and that's going to be communities destroyed in terms of employment and engagement with the sport. Yeah. A lot of history that's just broken yeah. overnight. And, and every year or so, I mean, because I, I don't really follow English football much, but I look mm. at the business mm. and I think every now and again. Mm. And every year or so, there's, there's a smaller club that has that community mm. impact um, mm. disappears simply because they just mm. can't fund it. And that's before all this happened. Um, mm. I'm sure there was one, uh, Torquay, Torbay, something like that, um, mm. that, that disappeared. Um, I say disappeared mm. casually, but, you know, once you take that team, yeah. you, the cultural mm. impact on that little town and village mm. um, is crazy. But we're not mm. talking about one town here or there, are we now? No. We're no, we're talking about a lot of teams. And that's before you even get out of the Football League and go into the Conference North, Conference South. And, and again, the small, really small teams that rely that are reliant on that, just that match day revenue to keep yeah. going. Yeah. You can link that back to Rugby League in, in the UK. Yeah. It's incredibly reliant on its six, 7,000 season ticket holders at most teams yeah. to pay the wages of the players. That yeah. You have a salary cap of about one, 1.2 million and nearly every team will spend up to it. Yeah, and TV money is not great. But maybe make up half of it, so five hundred, about five hundred k of it. The rest is going to come from match the revenue. Yeah, and buy the mm. merchandise. Got to come from your sponsors. Yeah, mm. and it's the sponsors who are and season ticket all as well. You've got to think they've surely got legal recourse on this to turn around and say, "I paid for eighteen games this yeah. season. You've yeah. only supplied me with seven, yeah. so I want eleven games worth pro rata back of the four hundred pound I spent." And you not, do that on mass. Yeah. <laughs> And not all those sponsors are made of money, especially in this time, you know, no. with revenues falling for them, you know, mm. they're going to probably cut their costs mm. if they can and why throw mm. it away um, at something that's not been seen and, and developing their business. Mm. So, I mean, you, you spoke earlier about the basketball side of things and how great mm. teams mm. like the, you know, the Gators are mm. helping to develop the amateur mm. game, the, um, mm. getting those amateur athletes with the passion mm. to go further mm. and long-term, mm. maybe go abroad with it. Um, mm. that, that's great that you've still got that progression there because that's, mm. that's a massive yeah. cultural thing for, mm. for communities mm. and that they've got something to hope for is that going to mm. disappear then if, if you think like well we haven't got a basketball mm. season so why are kids still playing in the streets mm. or all these mm. um, academies over in England mm. you know what, what's your kind of take on mm. the amateur side of things both people trying to move up mm. well I think in terms of academies in England most of them you, aren't classed as amateur anymore anyway you've got kids that are signed to deals that they probably shouldn't be signed to right. and being moved out of certain postcodes that they're not allowed to be moved out of so I think that's going to remain the same the, the top clubs are always going to put their money in that and whatever comes of it works I mean if it works from they sell one kid it pays for the academy for the next 10 years yeah. in that sense so they'll be fine in terms of grassroots I can imagine they're actually increasing yeah. to be honest if you think about it Football's as good as free to play you only one football yeah. between X, X amount of you what you're having yeah. a kick around yeah. You know, people have got more time right now under a lockdown than they've ever had. Mm-hmm. I can imagine exercise figures, just general exercise figures, probably higher than what they would be. Yeah. In that sense, yeah. it's a it's a free pastime. So yeah. I can imagine the amateur stuff going up 
up a lot. The pro game's going to have a bit of a decline. Yeah. I think you're going to make up for that with those people who are watching it potentially picking up and going, actually, I fancy playing Masters football for a bit, or I'm going going to take up golf Yeah. And go for 18 holes of social distancing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That kind of, I imagine that going up, and kids are always going to play a sport. Yeah. We've got parents who have got less money coming in, but hopefully they'll be less inclined for buying video games. Yeah. Uh, spend five V-Bucks on Fortnite and get them out playing sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, when, I mean, mm. when you're locked down, you know, Xbox is great, mm. PlayStation is mm. great and all that, mm. but mm. all day, every day, you know, mm. <laughs> it might be stone mice. Well, it wears off, doesn't it? Yeah. That novelty wears off. Yes. And, and getting them out and about, and you're coming into summer in the UK now, you know, your traditional summer sports that you would have played, your cricket, your tennis, yeah. they'll probably, they'll struggle. They will struggle. Yeah. They're very much seasonal businesses, particularly tennis clubs and so on, and cricket clubs. But at the grassroots level, yeah. you're gonna, you are going to find increase in certain sports, particularly sports you can play by yourself. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. that'd be great to see. Mm. What, a, what a nice kind mm. of opportunity that comes from it. You know, we only... I said this in a couple of other videos, you know, you, you often only hear mm. the negative mm. stuff that comes out. And, mm. You know, I'm not going to go too much down the media conspiracy route, mm. but you mm. often only hear the negative mm. stories and the positive ones mm. normally come through on the mainstream. So it's nice that, you know, real people mm. like you can kind of, kind of spread that with. Mm. Um, yeah, I've seen it firsthand, to be honest, Paul. If you go with, with my Gators players, I got them back two weeks ago. I haven't seen yeah. them in six, six weeks, six to eight weeks because of our lockdown over here. And they've come back with better ball handling skills than when they left. Really? I've done no coaching in that time yeah. because they've had the time to just grab a ball, yeah. not be distracted by anything else, and actually put in and put the ground in and get the handles going. Yeah. They've come back with tight as hmm, prepare. Yeah. And they've enjoyed themselves yeah. with yeah. it. And again, that's happening across sports, great. Yeah, and is that because again because they haven't had the distractions mm. as well, um, mm. normal kind of daily routine distractions and things like that. But mm. they just go, oh, well, I like playing sports. Yeah, and play sport. Mm. Well, shopping malls are shut, cinemas are shut. There were bars, yeah. clubs, pubs, whatever. They, they were. Oh, you had it was me, myself, and a ball in that sense yeah. for them. So you might as well go play. <laughs> yeah, and then come back with an incredibly sharpened toolkit. Yeah. New moves that I haven't had to teach them, which is great. For, great for their own development and yeah. great for the raising the standard of the sport. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's happening across the world. Jeez, it could be, it could be some great positive benefits to yeah. this. Yeah. So is that kind of a focus then? Um, kind of, kind of last question here. Is that kind of a focus that you yeah, think maybe should be put on now, or or is it better just mm. kind of leaving it alone and just let people do their thing? Mm. Like you said you had no organisation mm. here. Mm. You just kids no. played. Is that something do you think that can happen worldwide? Just let kids play. Um, yeah, I, just happens. let them go. Let them, just let them play. There's just too much structure in, in sport, if anything, and creativity gets just beaten out of children from a young age with it. And it's same in teaching as well. We both know that yeah. both as teachers that some you know, you, you teach you talk sometimes just to pass the test and get a higher grade. Yeah, but yeah. can you do anything with it afterwards? Maybe not. The same with sport. They've got an opportunity now where there's no coach shouting them back, you know, bawling at them, you know, if you're treating it like it's the World Cup final where they can just go and <laughs> find, find and create moves that yeah. just benefit them and they get enjoyment out of. Yeah. Yeah, and how fantastic! So much opportunity out there. Yeah, and and how great then is that for developing other things, for raising the spirits of the community, mm. or sorting out mm. mental health. Um, oh, for sure. You know, you know that that is often undermined in terms of being one mm. sports. Um, but I imagine mm. these kids have been happier from mm. doing that. You know, have, have you seen mm. that? Were your kids yeah, mentally adjusted when they came back? Mm. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. They had a, a lot of online learning through school-wise as well. Yeah. All, all that for the daily webinars. For the, yeah. Essentially went through a whole school school day timetable on, online every day during the lockdown. Yeah, so yeah. even the PE lessons and so on. Yeah. So 
it wasn't didn't feel as isolated. Yeah. Some of them hadn't left the homes from January until like this month till May. Wow. They'd been locked in their own home. So if they were doing ball handling and that, they were in the bedroom bouncing the ball. Wow. Which <laughs> yeah. says how, de- how dedicated they were. Amazing. That so, so what would you do, man, as we start to wrap things up here, what yeah. would you say, man, would be your, your top advice to people who still want to mm. play sports or, or have a career mm. in sports, um, mm. maybe not from a playing side, but whether it's uh, coaching, mm. therapy, whatever. Mm. Um, what yeah. would you say would be your main advice to people who are, who are still thinking, mm. I want to spend my life in sports? you got to find that one that one thing you're passionate about when it was with this basketball like me and my academy with Saigon Gators it's it's not a job it's not a single day with that feels like work I'll work a full full working week and yet I'll still find time to do two three hours coaching on an evening spend my entire weekend away in a 35 degree Celsius gym with no air conditioning dripping wet with sweat and it's not work it's, it's a passion that yeah. you've got to find that and you can say that for anything with your life got you really you, yeah. you find something you, you truly love you you genuinely it's, it's cliche and you've, you've never worked a day in your life yeah, yeah. You really true, yeah. it's completely true it is yeah. uh, in terms of sport with that there's just so many pathways you can go down you, mm. you can love sport be absolutely trash at it and go into sports business yeah you don't have to be an athlete and do it you can still work with players work be around pro players all day and become an agent yeah. And probably earn more money than most women players anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Taking commission off the top. Mm. You know, physios, great. You're around pro athletes all day if that's the case you want, if that's the path you go down. Yeah. Find it what you're passionate about and go do it. Love it. So that's all I do with this. And it's why I'll be in that gym tonight. And I'm not kidding when I say it'll be 35 degrees Celsius. Humidity in the 80s in terms of percentage. And it will not feel a second like it's work. Yeah. Because of your passion for it. Yeah. Well, it's. it's my passion for the sport, but it's my passion for them kids getting the opportunities that I had and going further the opportunities I didn't have. Yeah. In that sense. And that's what it's meant to be about. Yeah. And the fact we've seen players go and turn pro this week that are going to come back and play high school basketball next year and players that I've had some passing involvement with. Yeah. It's great. And that's the reward for it. Yeah. When kids are getting scholarship offers to go overseas from this country and it's on a basketball scholarship yeah. and you've had a big part in that, that's it's fantastic. That's great. That's not work. No, no. I, I can feel your passion from here. We might be thousands of miles away, but you've always been a passionate guy with regards to that, and, and it seems to be even more present now. The impact you're having is is just on, on such a high level. So nice one, and thanks for Appreciate. thanks for being so positive with everything, and, and you know, do doing what you can for those those students mm. over there who, whose lives are literally changing. Um, and again, that's mm. easy. You know, your life changes if you play. Sports yeah. And all that. But you know, but you're, it's true. You're seeing it. So true. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing it. Yeah, well, you're you're helping to make it happen. You, you hear all them rags to riches stories, don't you? Particularly in American sport, they they, they love that narrative in American yeah, sport. Yeah. But as much as it is a narrative, it's true though. Yeah, it does change their life. Um, it's not even the ones who always go pro. It's, I'm looking at thinking back to some of my current players that might not be that good. Yeah, but just the, the way they've changed their personalities and they're more confident and the way they carry themselves. Yeah. That's 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 the reward, and when you can see them transfer it to something else in their life, and you're like, okay, you learned that here. Yeah, that's the best. Bro. How amazing is that? Uh, yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for today. I really appreciate it. Do you want to give a little shout out for the Saigon Gators? Anybody you want to say? Yeah, sure. Handles and things like that, so we can have a little look at them. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to shout out one of my players because he graduates um, next week. He's going over to the UK to play at King's College London and hopefully he should come back and enter the 2021 Vietnam Basketball Association draft. So check out um, at Kai Fam. So I'll get um, Danny put it in the description. 
fantastic players. Highlight reel needs to be seen by a coach worldwide because he's got skills, he's got talent. The only thing he's not got is got on the radar of the right people. Once it's in the right lap of the right people, he's going to blow up wow. big time. So I'm, I'm going to shout out my own thing. We'll shout him out. Marvellous. Marvellous. That is great. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate it. Um, I suppose we could have spoke for hours here, but, you know, you've got a basketball. Oh, we could. You go coach. <laughs> <laughs> True that. <laughs> cool. Well, all right. Same time again tomorrow, man. We'll do uh, We'll do an hour. Uh, but no, thanks so much, mate. I really, really appreciate it. And, and thanks for your oh, I like it. I hope that kind of spreads mm. out there, you know, away from just where you are. So, cheers. No, I appreciate and, you having me on. Uh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll see you again. All right. All right. See you later, Rob. Thank you. Cheers. See you in a bit. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much, Rob, for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. And what a fascinating insight into the international world of professional and amateur sports. Thanks again. And thank you all for watching. We'll see you again on the next episode of Talking Business. Thank you for listening to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo, written, created, directed and everything by me, Danny Pardo, with the help of our super helpful, super insightful, super nice people who agreed to sit down and chat to me for you. There's plenty more available and I'd love to say hi and chat with all of you listeners. You can do that if you just have a look for Pardo's Business on YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. You'll find me all there. And I look forward to seeing you again sometime here with Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. Bye-bye.